This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week, going out to you this Tuesday, the 27th of August, 2019. This is a special program online only, as there are no shortwave broadcasts on the Tuesday. But, you know, I was kind of saying this last week, and I said, you know what? I mean, this is this is my show. I I don't have to do it every Thursday only. I can do it anytime, anywhere, any way I want to do it. And while I have these established Thursday shows, if there's something more that I want to talk about, then get the mic and talk about it, you know? Don't confine yourself to another week. Just go for it. So that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be a shorter show, and it's just going to be my, um, you know, meandering thoughts for... I'm going to say maybe like a half hour, maybe less, maybe more, we'll see. And then the usual show for Thursday will be coming up, as usual. Uh, The Thursday program is going to have a lot of discussion, because, I mean, we got a good amount of response, which which is great. That's exactly what I was hoping for. A lot of good response about Stanley Kubrick, his work, his films, and uh, what messages he might have hidden inside of them. Now, again, I have yet to record the Thursday show, so I am still taking responses for it. So if you have any thoughts about Stanley Kubrick, and if you think there are any hidden messages inside his films, send me an email with your thoughts, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, you could email anything you want there, to be honest. It's not, it doesn't have to be about Stanley Kubrick. Any thoughts are most welcome. So this week has been, well, so far anyway, you know, when you consider um, the way things are with, you know, current events and everything that's going on, things are what they are, you know. You do have a lot of talk going on about the Amazon rainforest, uh, how it's all burning down. We're going to get to that in a minute. I also do have, uh, I would say, like a yearly discussion about the hurricanes, uh, but it's an important one, you know, and again, that's why I want to talk about it in this show. Uh, Because then if you want to say, yeah, but I wanted to hear about Stanley Kubrick, I don't want to hear about the stupid preparedness, blah, 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 well, then you don't have to listen to this show, because we got the good discussion on that coming up this Thursday. Now, let me just bring your attention to what's going on in the tropics right now. Because I know you might not live in the U.S. or um, North America or anywhere there, but it's still a relevant thing, and I know that there are lots of listeners to this program on the East Coast, uh, here in Florida as well, and I think it's something to be aware of, no matter what. We are in the middle of hurricane season, right now. You know, it's that time of the year when you start getting in to late August, September, and October, especially the Atlantic, really heats up. And things start getting ideal for hurricanes and the formation of these tropical cyclones. And even if you, you know, like if you live in Florida or the Gulf Coast, you might be familiar with them. But look, even if you live in New England, Right? We know this stuff can still hit you there. I mean, if you are along the East Coast, no one is safe uh, from this stuff. So you just have to be aware with that. Right? You remember Hurricane Sandy 
in 2012, what that did, that hit in late October, so you need to be ready for this stuff. Uh, we currently have the storm, Tropical Storm Dorian, I believe soon to be Hurricane Dorian, out there, currently 12.7 degrees north, 58.8 degrees west. Maximum sustained wind is, is 60 miles per hour, movement is west-northwest at 14 miles per hour. Uh, they think that it's going to hit the Lesser Antilles, Martinique, St. Vincent, and Barbados. Uh, it's also going to go ahead, slam into Puerto Rico as a hurricane. This storm is therefore going to continue into the Dominican Republic, though there's a chance that it's going to miss that, and then it's going to slam into Florida. So the track is established, and you go ahead and you look at all these models, all the spaghetti models, uh, where they think the storm is going to hit, expect there to be an impact on the United States. Uh, so it is going to hit. I think there's a very, very good chance that it will. The only question is how strong will it be? Right now, the storm is about five days out. It's consolidating. It's a small storm. Okay, it's it's compact, right? Tropical Storm Dorian is a very, it's a compact system. So, so don't expect it to be one of these storms that's, you know, the size of Texas. And, you know, it's absolutely massive. This is a small, confined system. It's compact, which, you know, means that the chance that you will get a direct hit from it is slim. But because it is a small system, it can be tight, can be organized, and it is less, you know, it can be less impacted by certain environmental factors that would otherwise kind of tear up these bigger systems. So be aware. It might be small, but it's still strong. There are many, many possible tracks, though. Again, most of these believe that it will hit Puerto Rico, Hispaniola, uh, maybe even Cuba. Um, but what goes from there, people just, it's too far out. You know, we know so little about the weather. We just don't know yet. Uh, some people think that it will weaken. Others maintain that it's going to strengthen. Uh, other people think that it's going to just go out to sea. You know, it's going to be the fish storm. Uh, some people think that it's going to hit Florida, but where? They don't know. might hit the East Coast, might hit South Florida. Um, some people think that it might even just go right into the Gulf of Mexico and then impact Texas, Louisiana, etc. As for the strength of the system, uh, it could be anywhere from a tropical depression to a high-level Category 3 storm. So, you know, when you hear that, it's like, okay, obviously there is a lot of variables when it comes down to this. Where the wind speed, as these models are predicting it, I'm looking at it right now, can be anywhere from 30 miles per hour to 110 miles per hour. And that is a huge, huge difference. Uh, many believe, though, that it will be a Category 1 at least. Therefore, be prepared. Okay, so be ready for a hurricane impact. You have about five days to prepare. Be ready. And remember, look, it's always better to be safe than sorry. I don't think this is one of those storms that you'll need to evacuate for at all. And I mean, if, if it ends up being one of those, you're going to know. Trust me there. But I do think it's best that you probably ride it out if you're in Florida. You might get impacted, unless you're, like, right on the coast there, you know, then that's iffy. 
and you know if you're in one of the flood zones. Uh, but otherwise, just get the supplies ready, and whether this ends up being a strong storm or just a tropical storm and just a glorified rainy day, I want everyone to take this as a wake-up call. Just remember that these things have a very real chance of happening, and even if we dodge a bullet, it doesn't mean that all, all the hurricanes are BS and that it's all hype and that I'm, I'm lucky I'm never going to get hit by anything, because that's not true. It literally just means that you got lucky, that you should be really thankful that it didn't hit like they said it was going to, and make sure that you're ready for when the, the big one happens. All right? So I'm just going to go over something just to be ready for this stuff. And keep in mind that this supplies, this is courtesy of ready.gov, okay? So I don't think that this is, if some people have anything against being prepared, uh, this is from a legitimate government source, all right? So if some people are looking for credibility, hopefully that'll give you some. And just remember these basic things. And I think all this is very useful, even if you're not preparing for a hurricane. A lot of this stuff is going to be good for severe thunderstorms. It'll be good for earthquakes. It'll be good even for forest fires, uh, even civil unrest. I mean, you name it. Like, this stuff is all, like I said in the last show, multi-purpose. And it's something that I think everyone should have. And, uh, you know, when you need it, you're going to be really thankful that you got it. So just remember, if there is an impact to Florida, and if there isn't, just make sure, you know, go over in your mind, make sure you have, you know, some of this stuff. Uh, have a storage of water. You can also just have, like, water containers, you know, it can just be the big water jugs that are empty. You can fill them up last minute. Make sure you do have a little bit of a supply of clean water. Uh, the rule is one gallon of water per person per day for at least three days. So if or when your supply gets cut off, you will have something for drinking and sanitation. Make sure you have a three-day supply of non-perishable food. Uh, that can be that could be canned goods. Uh, could also be the, you know, the dried foods. One or the other. It's all interchangeable. But make sure you have at least three day supply of that. Uh, again, should things get cut off. Uh, make sure you have a battery powered or hand crank radio with AM, FM, and shortwave. Uh, NOAA weather radio band is always good to have, though a lot of those warnings do get relayed on your local AM and FM stations. So it's not necessary but it's good to have anyway. Uh, the Texun radios are just fine. Also, the Cato emergency radios are another good one to have, um, or the Degen emergency radios likewise. Make sure you have a flashlight and extra batteries for it. You're going to need light to make sure you see where you're going if the power goes out, and batteries, of course, to power that flashlight with. A uh, first aid kit is self-explanatory. You get injured, you get cut up, you got to make sure you can take care of yourself to the best you can. One thing that I always really emphasize that a lot of people don't ever think about having is a whistle. You might think, well, what the hell would I need a whistle for? You know what? Uh, well, it's the signal for help. You know, like in the movies, they think, oh, you know, I can, you know, like let's say you're trapped under some debris or something. Oh, I can just yell for help. I'll be fine. But look, if your body gets really weakened out, you're exhausted, you're tired... You might want to yell all you want, but you just won't have that physical strength to do it. And, you know, that's how it is. You're dehydrated, or you're, you know, 
you can see that help in the distance, but you might not be able to yell loud enough to let them know. You can still exhale. So if you have this whistle, you can use what little strength you got to blow on this thing. Rescuers will be able to hear it, and they'll be able to find you, and that could literally save your life or save the lives of others. Uh, because it's a lot louder than anything you would probably be able to produce with your own lungs. So it's really important to have, uh, especially, again, if there's any sort of debris issues where you need that assistance. It's a good thing to have. And it's so simple, you can get these whistles anywhere. But again, you'll be thankful you got it. I would recommend just having a little bit of a dust mask. Uh, because if you're inside, you're sheltering in place. Let's say there's crap being blown around everywhere. And the air is contaminated with particles and little, little well, you name it. It's good to have this little dust mask so you can protect your lungs and protect your breathing the best way you can. And again, like something like a dust mask, you can use it for household cleaning too. Don't just you know save it for when it hits the fan. So it can be used in many, many ways. Uh, otherwise, just make sure you have moist towelettes, garbage bags, and plastic ties for personal sanitation. If the toilets don't work, you still got to go somehow, somewhere. Make sure you got those. Uh, a wrench or pliers to turn off your utilities. Uh, again, prevent catastrophic damage to your home. Should that be, you know, should that happen, good to just turn it off. And then when things get better, you can turn them back on. But, you know, a wrench or pliers is the best way to do it. Allow for that drip, get it turned off. Have a manual can opener for foods. You can get the cans of the stored food open, have local maps of the area, and also charge all of your electronic devices while they still can be charged. Remember, some of these portable radios do allow for your phone to be charged, but, you know, make sure that the battery is full while there's power to charge it with. On a final note, be sure to keep your canned food in a cool, dry place. Store all the boxed, storable foods, in tightly closed plastic or metal containers. You don't want the food to be spoiled when you need it. Uh, replace the expired items as needed. So let's say you made a uh, you know, little kit in 2003. Uh, go ahead and take a look at it right now and dispose of what you got to dispose of and get what you got to get. Remember to rethink your needs every year and update the kit as you or your family's needs change. And make sure you keep it in an easily accessible place. Uh, don't hide it up in the attic. And then when you need it, you're rummaging through stuff, and you think, oh, God, where's the kit? Where's the kit? I can't find it. Make sure you know where it is. So uh, that's what it comes down to. Hurricane and Disaster Preparedness 101, courtesy of Ready.gov. Uh, really, as I study the tropics, I was looking at Tropical Storm Dorian. And just keep this stuff in mind, dear listeners. It's always better to be better safe than sorry. And so many of these items are just still useful things, like a dust mask. You're cleaning, you're sweeping, you're dusting. It's good to have for household cleaning. Hey, you got yourself a good radio now? Listen into VORW on it. Go for it. You know, why not? A wrench, that's good to have. A whistle, that's good to have too. Some canned goods, some water. Right, there's nothing wrong, wrong with this stuff. I'm not saying to take it to any sort of ridiculous heights. Uh, nor am I saying to go ahead and, you know, yeah, go for it and um, install a $20,000 uh, bomb shelter in your basement and get hazmat suits and this and that. Uh, no, not at all. This is self-explanatory, common sense stuff 
that will work for the average person. And if you have this stuff, uh, let me just say, if you ever need to use it, you're going to be glad that you do have it. If you have any questions in regards to being ready, being prepared, especially in regards to communications, uh, radio, shortwave, um, how to get the best reception, and if you want to get an emergency radio, uh, you know, and you're just not sure because there's so many radios out there, which one you think is best, which one works best, and so on, uh, I've got you. I'll help you out. Send me an email, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. All right, so what I'm looking to do is I'm just going to be getting to a few of your emails, a few of your pieces of correspondence, and then that'll be that for the program. Uh, but today I did want to just mention a few of those points about the uh, hurricane or tropical storm, regardless, you know, if there is or isn't any sort of impact. I think it's as good to be prepared, to be important, because even if this one misses us, you know, who's to say that the next one won't? So you just got to be ready. Right, that's the most important thing, especially if you're in a hurricane-prone area. Uh, but otherwise, I just wanted to open up the inbox and then uh, just get to a few messages that are coming in. The email address is open, as always, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. That's v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Uh, we're just going to break it open and read some miscellaneous correspondence uh, that's coming in. We have an anonymous listener who's writing in. It says, hello, review bra. Sorry, I've been a mess catching up on your show. In response to your broadcast on August 15th, 2019, I expect no banking collapse. The Fed passed a new policy a few months back, which was forever QE. Make sense? Does that mean we the people won't suffer? We are living in interesting times. I have some big ideas concerning the future, including water. Not sure if you're interested in reading or better yet, a conversation on the topic, uh, but I contend that indoor plumbing is what holds and keeps our society together and relatively civil. That said, have you thought of interest investing uh, in some land around the Great Lakes? Uh, so I'm an anonymous listener there. Well, thank you for your comment and email sent in about the program you know, water is such an incredible such an incredible commodity you know if you ask me i think that it's something that i mean like you said i do think that it does hold our society together you know, if all the water went away forget it you know it would be catastrophic if you ask me, you know, like I was saying in the last show, it was that big reality check when the water was off for a little bit and nothing was coming out of the tap or anything. You know, it's, it goes to show how dependent we are on it. Unfortunately, I just don't have the resources to invest in any land, but I do think that water is a good investment. I think if we ever were to en enter, you know, those catastrophic times end of days, you name it, I think water is going to be one of the most precious resources anyone could have. So I think it's always a worthy investment. Uh, let's go over to Rob in Wisconsin. He says, hello and good day. Another interesting show with copious amounts of good input and views. I especially like the topic of the markets and where they may possibly go. 
I'm sure there is going to be turbulence in the market with the upcoming election next year. It's like my grandmother always said, it comes with the turf. Thank you again for all the work that you put into making this show, and I look forward to the next one. Until next time, happy listening from Rob, from Rob in Wisconsin. Thank you, Rob. Yes, next year, 2020 is going to be crazy, I think, you know, especially with the election. I mean, we saw how crazy 2016 was. I imagine 2020 is going to be uh, going to be a crazy one. That's all that I can really say. Uh, Julie over in Georgia says, great show. I'm excited to tell you I purchased my first radio this morning through the Amazon page. I decided to go with the DGen radio you recommended on the podcast, and I figured it was a good starting point. Can't wait to try it out. Well, thank you for getting a radio, and I do think it definitely is a good place to start. Uh, you know, when it comes down to the emergency radios, it might not be 100% perfect, but I can assure you, uh, that it will do the job, and it will do it just fine. You know, I'll get I'll get listener feedback, listener letters each and every week from people who tune in on emergency radios. So you'll definitely be able to get good AM, FM, shortwave reception, and uh, if you ever need it. Be that during a, a more significant event, or even just during some local severe weather, or, or what have you, uh, you'll be glad you got it. So you did a, you did a good thing, you made a good choice, and I hope the radio works out for the best. And speaking of radio, Mr. Uh, Murthy in Andhra Pradesh, India, is sending in a reception report. He says he was listening to my show on 9395 kilohertz on his Eton 12-band shortwave uh, portable radio. said the signal was very good with a little bit of fading. And it was good. It was nice to get a reception report from a listener over in India. Because, you know, it's one of those parts of the world where shortwave is a bit more relevant, you know, than it is over here. And, uh, you know, I, I would say there definitely are millions of, of shortwave listeners in India. Uh, though many listeners over there, you know, kind of, they, they listen to the stations that are already established. So, for instance... Lots of people will have a shortwave radio, and they'll only listen to All India Radio on it. Or they might listen just to the Voice of America, or the BBC World Service, or, um, you know, China Radio International, etc. But you will have some people that kind of scan around and see what else they can pick up. And uh, it's nice to know that some of my broadcasts can reach India, where uh, India is definitely a good target for shortwave broadcasts. You know, if you broadcast to India, uh, someone will be listening. Uh, that's a guarantee. And uh, especially, of course, you know, it's a very iffy situation. People have, you know, their different viewpoints and they take sides over this. What's going on in the Kashmir region? Uh, you know, some people support Pakistan, some people support India. Uh, but either way, of course, the facts are that many areas in Kashmir due to perceived security threats, you know, and the tensions in the region are completely cut off for the most part. You know, no internet, no TV, no radio, uh, no cell service, nothing. So recently the BBC increased the shortwave broadcasts over to Kashmir, uh, actually Jammu and Kashmir, because 
look, the BBC still realizes when everything else fails, be that in a natural disaster, or if it's taken away by by the government, shortwave is the one thing that cuts through that. And that applies in any part of the world. Uh, be that in, in parts of India where shortwave is more listened to, or parts of Africa and, and uh, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, even in the United States, if everything was censored all of a sudden, I'm talking like two extremes, you know, let's just say something bad happened, and the internet was disabled, and, uh, you know, the cell towers and everything were shut down, and local radio was censored and TV was blocked, you know, newspapers are gone, and there was like a complete government crackdown. Uh, you wouldn't believe, in my opinion anyway, even in the U.S., where so many people say that shortwave is dead and whatnot, the amount of people that would go go around, break out um, their old portable radios, their vintage sets, uh, anything, emergency radios, and would be scanning around the shortwave for any information that they could possibly get. So I think no matter where you are in the world, shortwave is still important. It is that last bastion of information. It's it's that last line of, of defense in regards to the transmission of free news and information. So I'm glad the BBC realizes that people still listen and that it is still relevant in those times of need. But anyway, it's always good to, to hear from listeners in India. Uh, because again, I do have a few signals that kind of you know, they make it over to India, they're not targeted there, but sometimes if the conditions are good, they, they do make it over there. And that's always good to know. People are listening very far away. Let's go over to another anonymous listener. I wanted to address the issue you brought up in your latest broadcast of people being less kind and empathetic. This is something that I've thought about a lot, and I agree that many people treat each other coldly, and only act in ways they think will benefit themselves. If people are really less empathetic and helpful than they were before, it may be because the world seems to be getting worse than it was before, even moving closer to a potential human extinction event. If we can't overcome this obstacle, I believe people will only look out for themselves, and I also agree we're probably headed towards serious civil strife in the US and in other countries thanks to the effects of climate change and of improving AI shrinking the job market. There are times when I lose hope. I've never had a positive view of the world or of people in general. I don't see any inherent meaning in life, and I'm sometimes ready to give up altogether. I work in a field that breeds cynicism and depression, alcoholism, etc., because we often see the worst parts of humanity in the course of our jobs. But if I don't have any hope, what do I have left? Nothing. If we can't overcome the obstacles we're facing, so be it. But I want to have some hope for the future of humanity. Maybe trying to be kinder to others is the first step toward that. And that was from an anonymous listener. And uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, sometimes when I look at the world... I can't help but have a cynical view of things either. 
you know? It's, it, it's like you see so much bad going on, and so little good. And, uh, I mean, like you even mentioned, sometimes I wonder, what if this is the end? And, uh, this is it. You know? Sometimes I cannot shake that thought. Like, you know, we, we just don't know. You know, with what's going on in the Amazon. Uh, you, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing things changing. And, uh, maybe even collapsing right before our eyes. And maybe it's all temporary, but either way, I think the damage that's being done will be lasting for at the very least for a while. But no, absolutely, you know, you raise a good point where sometimes when you look around and you see this, uh, not only the destruction of our planet, but also the the destruction of what seems to be a lot of common sense and uh, politeness and attitudes and you name it, inherently within so many people. You know, sometimes you can't help but wonder... Uh, you know, what's what's the point? It seems like this is a lost cause. But I think most importantly, you raise up a really good point. Because despite of all those things, and despite how easy it can be to give up and just become very, very despondent, you know, and uh, and just not care anymore, I think we need to have a little bit of hope anyway, you know, to keep things going. We can take a look at the state of things today, and, you know, let's say metaphorically, the good in the world might not be uh, a big gleaming light or anything like that. But it doesn't mean, because it's not as big as it once was, doesn't mean that it's gone, that it's extinguished, you know, like a metaphor with a fire. It might just be a little tiny burning ember, you know? Just barely glowing. But it doesn't mean that it's out. And it doesn't mean that it's gone. And if the conditions are right, and that kindling is there, then that little burning ember can re-spark a blaze, rebuild itself, and become a bright shining light once again. And that's how I try to see it sometimes. I just give myself that little bit of a metaphor... And, uh, sometimes it works, you know, because you gotta realize, yeah, things are pretty, pretty bad right now, but it doesn't mean that all hope is lost. There's still a little bit, might not be much, but there's still a little bit of something out there to hold on to, and to keep on going for. And, you know, you never know, maybe the stars will align one day, and things might just pick up. And it might rekindle itself, and you might see a revolution of good. You know, and things really change, and... You know what? I want to be proven wrong, right? And maybe one day I will, and that would be... Such an incredible day should that happen, but it's it's important not to give up, like you said. Thank you for writing in. Uh, we got two more emails I want to get to. Svetlana in Florida just says, Is everything alright? Normally you upload on the third or fifth day... I'm not trying to be creepy, just checking in on you. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, everything is good. Um, I have not uploaded for a little bit because the YouTube algorithm is a very... It's a very finicky thing. Where, you know, the other day I did that 
the the chicken wars, right? I don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about that in this show. You know, you have all of the debate between. <laughs> I I kind of just laugh. I'm such a buzzkill today. I gotta. <laughs> You know, sometimes I just kind of laugh at my own, my own thought process. Yeah, it's like, today is one of those days, if I want to go, go ahead and take the fun out of anything, you know, this is that. I, I was just going to say, and it's, you know, it is fun, though, that the chicken wars, you know. But I was just saying, you know, imagine if people actually cared about, you know, what's going on in the world. As much as they care about the chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but... It just the mere thought of it just cracks me up. <laughs> eh, weirdest thing. But yes, people do care very much about those chicken sandwiches. The Popeyes chicken sandwich versus the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And uh, anyway, I tried them out and the video did very good. Uh, but as a result... And I was even told this by YouTube, you know, I was on the phone with them the other day and they said, sometimes it's best for the channel that if a video is, is you know, doing good, and that one did, it, it even got on the trending page and everything, uh, just, just let it be for a while. You know, even if it means taking a few extra days from uploading, just let it go, let it run its course to the fullest. Because again, you know, this is what I do. This is my job. So it's always good to see a video do well. It means um, perhaps some longevity for the channel and a, a good sign of things to come. So just let it go and get as many people, you know, you can kind of over to the video so it goes well in the algorithm. So that's what I've been doing. I kind of used it also as a little bit of a mini, you know, vacation from the YouTube. Where I said, all right, well, this video is doing really good. It's still going, you know, it hasn't died. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break and I'm going to take like a week off, kind of recharge, you know, the metaphorical batteries and uh, you know, also take a lot of time to, you know, doing this moving and uh, reorganizing things going from there. And a few people did ask. I still am in Florida, so I'm, I didn't I didn't move out of the state, but, you know, just kind of take a little bit of a, a break from it. And uh, just manage manage those things instead. But in the meantime, I have a video filmed. It's ready to be uploaded. It's ready to be published. So uh, things are going to continue. This show continues. The YouTube continues. And I'm uh, probably going to get this new video uploaded tomorrow. But yeah, everything's going good, though. Just taking a little bit of a break. Well, with that, again, the email is always open. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, consider supporting this broadcast via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And with that, I will be concluding today's program. I'll be seeing you again on Thursday. Take care. This is V-O-R-W.